Namaste. So there is a question, why do we repeat mistakes? First of all, it's not one person, though the question may be one person, this is a universal tendency. The mistakes may differ, but people repeat. And the one reason why they repeat is simply because it may sound very paradoxical, because we have looked at them as mistakes and errors. It may sound very paradoxical. At one place, Mother says, this tendency to divide life into good and bad prevents us from offering them. And why this happens is that when we regard things as good and bad, we have a tendency to put a neat cover over bad. We are not conscious about it. And we are all the time looking only at this side, whereas that is there, right hidden behind as a shadow. And it keeps springing surprises. Until at one point of time, we roll our sleeves and look it into its face and say, I want to see what it is really. Not want to see with the idea of entering into it. But to become conscious, what is this tendency? And then we have a whole world to discover. Then we will see that where this tendency springs from. This may come from various sources which includes a unique package that we receive from parents. Mother says that, whether we like it or not, that we often, there are tendencies passed on to children. She has used the word shadow. Things which parents have hidden inside. Everybody wants good things in the child, but there is a shadow which gets unwittingly transmitted. This is not to bring any guilt or complaint. This is, these are just, we have to understand how things operate so that we can be conscious. So sometimes we receive those gifts from the whole environment, the social structure, the parentage. All this is something which we receive as a package. Many times from the animal past, which is part of our common endowment, heredity. Heredity means our evolutionary baggage, which is there within us. So we have to become conscious and distinguish those things which are holding us back and we, have, we are just taking them as a useless baggage from the past. And let me give uh, one example. Very often, must, we must have seen there are things which we want to discard. In India, on Diwali day, you are supposed to discard things. No? But So people take out things. And what do they do? They clean and they put everything back. Most of the time it happens like that. I've caught myself doing it. But not on Diwali, you want to clean, you take out. But you don't discard. You have this vague feeling, this may be useful, that paper, you have not even seen. So basically, one door through which mistakes or what we may use this word mistake, but movements enter into it, the one most common door is the door of unconsciousness. And this door remains unconscious as long as we refuse to look into that direction and see what it is and what it is meant for. Now when we look at things, it should not be with the idea of guilt, depreciation, going to self-blame because these are universal movements and tendencies which we have to look inside. Say for instance, there is a tendency to get angry. There is a tendency to, you know, mess up things, whether it be in personal life, in, you know, the world of job or in relationships. 
So we have to look at that and understand what is it. But we have a tendency to instantly blame what is outside. So the mother says, first thing is not to blame either yourself or others. The first tendency in the mind is to justify. I got angry naturally. Naturally is the bridge. (laughs) That person behaved in a certain way. Well, that person behaved in a certain way was his choice or lack of choice. How I respond is my choice or lack of choice. So, when we begin to turn the attention inwards, to look into ourselves rather than either justify or blame. They are two sides of the same thing. Justifying oneself or blaming somebody. They are two ways of doing the same error and that is covering up what has happened. Why we cover up? Because we become very uncomfortable to acknowledge things inside us. And again we come back to that. Why we, um, you know, don't want to acknowledge them? One, because when we acknowledge, it makes us, you know, we, we feel lowered in our own esteem. So here we must remember that never measure a person's uh, height or our own stature. By the size of the shadow. Shadows will come and go. But by by the height of his aspiration. We are what we deep inside aspire for. It is our faith and will to be that is our true inner stature. And of everybody. But if you look at the shadow, very often the greater the flame, the greater the shadow it casts. That also the mother says. Also because we... As our consciousness begins to expand, many things we take in habitually. So we have to be conscious even of the environment. There are environments, there are people which, um, you know, encourage certain tendencies unwittingly or unwillingly. We do not realize the value of, you know, the pressure that we receive or the interchange of forces that takes place in an environment. I know people often ask me, Of course, uh, how the mother made me get rid of cigarette and drinks. Though two months drinking and, you know, couple of years cigarette. But I know how it came. The cigarette came because as a young doctor, you feel it's cool to smoke. It's not cool. That time, your mind gives this suggestion. As if without a cigarette, cigarette is adding a feather to your cap. You look intellectual. Of course, a stupid intellectual. But that time... (laughs) Till I said, how how can I tell people not to smoke when I am myself holding a cigarette or hiding one? And drinks. Because, just because of the environment, somebody whom I respected, and he was very worthy of respect as a doctor. It was his suggestion. You are in armed forces, you have never tasted rum. Now, it's very strange. There was a man whom I really respected, and I still respect as a doctor. But this suggestion was not something I should have accepted. And I just accepted this suggestion. It came cloaked under this thing that, well, you know, it is, uh, you are in part of the armed forces. What is there? Armed forces, everybody drinks a little. I said, taste karne mein kya burai hai? It's like a small little offense. <laughs> not realizing that it can really take hold of you. So, this one part. But then there is another dimension of error which we must remember. And that is we should not be hypnotized by it either. 
Why? Because we must remember, error is our steps on the way. Now when I look back, I see that had I not gone through that phase, I would have been very judgmental about, you know, I grew up in a typical family where drinking was like, you are contempt fellow, fallen being, smoking was unimaginable. So it broke those ideas that people are not to be judged by these things. There are far worse things that we nurture towards which our attention should be turned. So every error is actually, if you look at it rightly, it makes us conscious. But when mother was asked uh, this question, she said something very interesting. She said, you know, all of you have difficulties, impossibilities, seeming impossibilities, which seems cannot be solved. And then she said, do you know why they prolong? She says, why this difficulty keeps prolonging? She says, because you do not have trust in the grace. And this was so, came as a shocking revelation. <laughs> must have been, people must have shocked. So she says, you do not believe it, I will tell you how. She says, because you are hypnotized with your difficulties. Because it looks like I have a tendency to see what these forces do that induce us again and again to fall. Basically, they are trying to make us perfect. When Mother was asked about these forces that make us, there are forces in this world, make us commit the same mistake again and again. And we become unwitting, unwilling victims. And then they instill in us habits. And once they have made nest and habits, as the, you know, somebody said something very nice, negative thoughts flying around you is one thing, letting them make a nest in the head is quite different. So once, what they will do is, they will touch a weak spot. They know, a door which we are unconscious and they will enter. We have allowed, let us say. Now there is a groove and a door and they know that we have got an excess. After some time, things happen and that gate closes and we close the door. And we think we are free. But that gate is still open. What was the gate? In that, That's the lesson of the Trojan War. What was the gate? The day of their victory was the day of their defeat. Why? Because when Trojans saw the people in Troy, they saw that all the ships are not visible. This was a ploy by Odysseus. He said, when they will not see us, they will think we have gone away. And they will enter into a state of celebration and inebriation. And that is the time we will enter and strike. You know, that's how the word Trojan horse comes. So what they did, they made a big uh, horse as if, you know, to sacrifice to one of the gods. And some 25, 30 chosen warriors, they entered into the belly of the horse. And they left it on the shore and they all went away. So these people saw, they said, they have gone away leaving this horse outside. Let us drag the horse in. I am forgetting the name of the Greek hero who cautioned them, don't do this. But they dragged inside. So this door of unconsciousness, this lack of vigilance that because something is not seen, 
it has gone out of my atmosphere because things remain in the environing consciousness that's how things when we reject them from the mind they enter into the vital when we reject from the vital they enter into the physical there is a whole nervous system which reacts in certain ways people know i shouldn't get angry but the vital reacts when even out of the vital then there is a spot in the physical nerves which suddenly reacts there is a very nice saying in hindi dukhti rag par haath rakh dena have you heard about it there is a painful spot which hurts you touch it and there is a reaction literally you can experience the physical nerve that throbs in a part of the body when you throw it out of the body it goes into the subconscious where it's not seen or in the environing consciousness from the environing consciousness it can come that's why there is so much importance of the company that we keep and of course when it goes into the subconscious it can spring a surprise in dreams if it comes in dreams it's still okay because it's passing away but any time it can invade us so the subconscious ties us to mechanical habits so all this is an entire mechanism so when you look at it it looks like it is impossible to get rid of that's what the mother says you are hypnotized by it it will come again and again so she says but you must know if instead of being hypnotized by your small or big difficulties if you remember the grace trust it and keep offering sincerely then one day the grace will take care of it and you will find yourself walking a free person and it is so 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 absolutely true and there is an emphasis i am adding because you know all who have walked the path have seen it it will look like impossible because of the repetition persistence but what we must refuse is to give up to enter into guilt not at all because that's what they want to get into self blame to get into depression despair least because this is what they want small little thing and they create oh see you are unfit you are no good even people will come and say you are no good don't listen to all of them say whether good or bad i am yours tell the divine the very nice bhajan somebody had written ye le lo ma paap tumhara tumko de diya maine yah le lo ma punya tumhara nij charno ki bhakti mujhe do to the the thing is that when we try to do good then also we remain susceptible to bad because we are uh, you know trying to do good be good now there is a door we have opened what we should instead try and ask and aspire for is that mother i just want to belong to you completely to love you completely to serve you completely and then she takes care of all of them instead of trying to be good and look good and then bad comes it's hidden right round the corner it's the shadow of that as long as there is this need for being virtuous vice will be there hidden round the corner so instead of being virtuous or of course not full of vice understood we should simply try to be what the divine wants us to be and then we will see the grace works like a magic 
if hundred times, thousand times we repeat the mistake, we should get up, wash our just, you know, put this way to our hands and pants, clean the dirt and say, I have to go there, start moving. If you get delayed because you are hurt, don't waste time. Call for grace and start walking. Limpingly start walking. If you cannot walk, in your heart keep the aspiration, I have to go there. Help will come and we will begin to walk. But what is not to be done is to slide into that state which is the worst of all, which is known as depression, guilt, blame. Blame nobody, complain to no one. Quietly offer to mother, mother, I did it again. But you are the greatest of the great the ultimate physician, this entire nature is yours, I want to get rid of it, I am trying my little effort, make me stronger, make me more conscious, but most importantly, take it away from me, so that I can move on the path, unhindered, unobstructed. If we have that, and if we know how to persevere, and endure with faith, no difficulty, however big it may seem, seemingly impossible it may seem, can stand forever. This is the experience of all who have gone before us. Okay?